The new judge handling the Delphi matter is keeping this case on track. Well, at least the civil cases are moving ahead against Alec Baldwin. A missing California mom has been found, and guess what? The ex-husband was arrested. What happened to flying on airlines? And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. Well, let's talk about it. Good day. My name is Scott Reich, and this is Crime Talk. You know the drill. Before we get to the docket, a couple of things. First, subscribe if you haven't. Like if you do. Leave me a comment. Hit that little bell so you get notifications. And as always, you can listen to us anytime on any of your favorite podcasting apps. And remember, tomorrow, Tuesday, 6 p.m. Mountain Time, we are going live like we do every Tuesday night. Please join us. I'm going to be on the road because that's what I'm getting ready to do after I do this video is head out on the road. But I will still be live. We'll have Frank back in the studio or maybe he'll be at home somewhere. But I don't know. We're going to do it. All right. Next, we got to support the people that support Crime Talk. Why, you may ask, Scott, do you have to do this, don't you? Yes, we our views are doing great on YouTube. But guess what? It's a Crime Talk channel, a true crime channel, and everything gets demonetized. We have videos that have had hundreds of thousands of views. And guess what? They take a week to approve them, and then we make no money on them. Sorry, so we got to do it. So go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up for your free background subscription. You'll be happy you did, because when you sign up, you can get a background report that's going to literally search thousands of public records uh, agencies across the United States, and it's going to come up with information, assuming all those agencies are reporting. But what is reporting is going to show up, and you're going to get information regarding whether the person has civil judgments against them. Do they have a criminal history? Do they have to put themselves on a registry of some type? Yes, these are the type of things you're going to be able to find out. Are they married? Are they divorced? Check it out. Go to crimetalksearch.com, sign up for your background subscription, and while you have it, you can use it as many times as you would like, and you can cancel at any time. You'll be happy you did. All right, let's get to the docket for November 14th of 2022. And let's open the docket. Well, the new judge in the Delphi matter is sticking to the schedule. Now, court proceedings related to the Delphi murders of Abby Williams and Libby German will remain in Carroll County. Now, the Allen Superior Judge, Fran Gull, has already started her work on the case, apparently. And she was appointed to handle the proceedings after Carroll County Circuit Judge Benjamin Diner recused himself. The Indiana Department of Corrections released photos of Richard Allen, the man obviously charged in connection with the Delphi murders. Now, Diners cited concerns about his personal safety, as well as the flood of media and public inquiries about the Delphi case. And I get that. If the judge truly feels he can't be fair, he's got to do what he's got to do, which is to withdraw uh, or to recuse himself. I'm just a little surprised that a judge would be so intimidated by something that hasn't taken place. If they treat this like any other case, what would it be? Why would somebody threaten the judge? The judge is going to follow the law, right? Just weird to me. I've seen some reports, but I can't confirm it, that his wife knew somebody that was related. I, I don't know. It just seems like if you're the judge, this is the biggest case that's probably happened in Indiana in many, many years. You think you'd want to be in the game, kind of the old, give me the ball, coach, put me in, that kind of stuff. But no, apparently this guy got a little scared. I'm not... I'm not judging. He's got to do what he's got to do. You're ju- no one's going to no. Usually, remember, ladies and gentlemen, when somebody leaves the courtroom, no matter what kind of proceeding, 
somebody is usually unhappy, and they're usually unhappy with the judge. So I just don't see why this case is any different than anything else that would become before this judge docket. So the matter for Mr. Hall was set on November 22nd to determine if the sealed court records pertaining to the arrest charging Mr. Allen will remain out of the public eye. Now, they should be released. I know the prosecution and the police don't want them released because it may show several years of ineptness. It really could. And if the police have something overwhelming, we should know. Now, hopefully, since the public defender at least was requested by Mr. Allen, hopefully they've at least been appointed, that they've reviewed the affidavit with him as well. But as of right now, it would appear that he may not even have access to that as well. So hopefully the information is out there. One of the things that's different from courts here in the United States and in other parts of the world is that, well, things are kept secret in other parts of the world, not here in the United States. Yes, we're not going to get all the discovery, but the affidavit is a good roadmap for the American people to see what is taking place. It's not the whole picture. I get that. But the defendant has just as much right to see what he's being charged with and what evidence he has against him. And frankly, so does the public. So we shall see. Anyway, well, Judge Gull, Judge Gull is sticking with the November 22nd date uh, for the hearing. This has been confirmed by the Allen Superior Court clerk. And so hopefully this matter will be resolved sooner rather than later. And why is that significant? Because a lot of judges could have said, hey, we're going to do it in private. Or they could have said, we're going to continue this until after the holidays to give everybody a little bit of time. So I think it's important that the court is moving forward. I have a lot of hope for this Judge Gull. We did a show last week about her, her background, uh, her time on the bench. I think she's going to be a good judge, and I think she's going to hopefully hold the uh, prosecution's uh, feet to the fire and say, we're unsealing this affidavit. Now, for those of you who do not know, um, on October 31st, the Indiana State Police announced the arrest of uh, Mr. Allen, charged him with two counts of a homicide in connection with the Delphi case. He's been moved twice for his personal safety and is currently at an undisclosed um, Department of Correction facility. And as I stated, police have not revealed how Allen is connected to the Delphi case or the potential role in the girl's death because, well, everything's been sealed. We'll continue to follow this case. Hopefully we'll have some new developments and hopefully we will have some information soon as to what the connection is with Mr. Allen. Or maybe there isn't one. Maybe they're trying to do something. The police are trying to do something and try to figure it out now. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Next, at least something is taking place in the uh, Rust uh, shooting case with Alec Baldwin. So Alec Baldwin is now suing multiple crew members of the film Rust over the circumstance that led to him firing the loaded gun on the set that killed cinematographer Helena Hutchins. Now, the legal actions follows a lawsuit that the script supervisor, a woman by the name of Mammy Mitchell, brought against Baldwin last year, which accuses him of intentional infliction of emotional distress, assault, and negligence. Now, Miss Mitchell was standing next to Helena Hutchins at the time of the shooting. Well, last week, a judge declined Baldwin's request to dismiss Miss Mitchell's suit. Now, in a civil cross-complaint filed Friday, Mr. Baldwin alleges that several of the crew members were negligent and failed to ensure safety on the set. So let me explain to you what happens when you start having 
cross claims against non-parties and you have to bring other people in. Basically, the plaintiff, in this case, sued Mr. Baldwin, saying, you did terrible things, I'm damaged, I want monetary compensation. Well, Mr. Baldwin then, through his attorneys, have to bring in what they call non-parties or cross-claims or designate non-parties and say, you know what, I'm not saying I did anything wrong, but you really should ask these people. They're the ones that are responsible. And that's what they're trying to do. Because remember, if there's a civil case and a judgment is entered, the jury will decide in proportion fault. They could say Alec Baldwin was 100% at fault, or the uh, Hannah Gutierrez uh, Reed, who is the armor, maybe she was um, 20%, and they can break that down. So on the defense side, you want to bring in as many people as possible to spread that harm around, and it reduces your uh, potential uh, monetary exposure. So in the uh, suit, Mr. Baldwin uh, includes Hannah Gutierrez. She was the film's armorer who allegedly responsible for the safe handling of the weapons. David Halls, he was the first assistant director who reportedly declared the gun safe before providing it to Mr. Baldwin. And then we have Sarah Zachary. She's the chief of the props department. Seth Kenny, the supplier of the uh, guns used on the set. And uh, Kenny's firm, PDQ Arm and Prop all people that they can spread that around. Now, Mr. Baldwin has uh, previously denied responsibility for the shooting death. Now, these cross defendants are professionals who owed a duty to those on the set, including Mr. Baldwin, to keep the set safe. Everyone on the set, including Mr. Baldwin, expected and trusted them to do so. That's what they put in that complaint. The complaint further states the cross-complainant alleges that Ms. Hutchins never would have instructed Baldwin to point the gun in her direction and pull back the hammer if she thought the slightest possibility existed that it was loaded. So Baldwin, who shared the same state of mind as Hutchins in that critical moment, wouldn't have done so under such conditions. It continues, more than anyone else on that set, Baldwin has been wrongfully viewed as the perpetrator of this tragedy. And by these cross claims, Baldwin is obviously seeking to clear his name and hold the cross defendants accountable for their misconduct. Now, the lawsuit was filed in Los Angeles County Superior Court, and they requested a jury trial and they seek, obviously, compensatory damages, um, statutory and punitive damages, among other relief. And uh, just as a quick reminder, the shooting occurred on October 21st, 2021, on the film set of Rust down in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Now, while Baldwin was practicing a cross draw for a scene using a replica Colt 45, the weapon discharged and the bullet struck the 45-year-old Hutchins, who obviously passed away. The film's director, uh, Joel Souza, was hit, but he survived. Now, Baldwin said he did not pull the trigger and the gun fired accidentally. Now, we've done a video on this because I brought in an antique firearm that was very similar to what was used here. And since it was a revolver, there's no way that the gun just went off. Okay. Now, I've tried that case. Okay. It just went off. I even had experts to say it just went off. But on a revolver like this, yeah, it didn't just go off. And then the question then becomes is, was it reckless or negligence on the part of Alec Baldwin or just a terrible, terrible mistake? Now, an FBI investigation determined that the gun could not have fired without uh, pulling the trigger. 
I'm not sure why that's taken over a year for the uh, Santa Fe Sheriff's Office to finish their investigation into the shooting and why it was taking the district attorney uh, that long to make a charging decision as well. Obviously, one could make a reasonable argument that Mr. Baldwin was criminally negligent by not checking the weapon himself or all the other people could have been charged as well. But you could also make a claim for recklessness that the fact that one didn't do it and then fired the firearm in the direction of a person not knowing whether it was loaded or not certainly could be considered reckless as well. So just like Mr. Baldwin, we're all waiting to hear whether the local prosecutor will issue criminal charges regarding the shooting. Not sure what it takes. You know, and this is why prosecutors get the big bucks. They're supposed to hold all accountable uh, for these types of situations. And um, let me ask you this, ladies and gentlemen, maybe let me know in the comment. If it wasn't Alec Baldwin, do you think that this situation, the determination of whether charges would have been filed would have taken this long? Just think about it. If it was you, do you think they've waited a year? Somehow I think not. Let me know in the comments. And as just as a reminder, obviously Mr. Baldwin settled the wrongful death lawsuit with the Hutchins family uh, for an undisclosed amount of money. Next on the docket, missing California mom found, ex-husband arrested. Wow, how many times have we had that headline? So a California mom was found deceased three days after police said that they found blood and signs of a struggle in her home. And guess what? Her ex-husband has been arrested. In a news release, the Simi Valley Police Department said that Rachel Castillo was found to see Sunday in a remote area of the Antelope Valley. On Thursday, officers responded to Castillo's apartment after receiving a 911 call from her sister, Emily Castillo, with whom uh, she lived. Responding officers found a significant amount of blood and there were signs of a struggle. Uh, police also added that... Um, Castillo's personal belongings, including her cell phone, vehicle, car keys, were still in the home. Now, police um, said that the primary suspect in the case is Castillo's ex-husband, Zarbab Ali, who was arrested Sunday at his parents' home in connection with Miss Castillo's death. The Ventura County Jail records show that Ali is in jail on a felony uh, charge with a bail set in the amount of $510,000. Mr. Ali's occupation was listed as a math teacher. I, I just don't know whether it's your spouse, your ex-spouse, like why? Just let it go. If you don't like your spouse, get a divorce, try to work it out, go to counseling, but you don't have to harm anybody. You just don't have to do that. I just will never ever understand that. Next on the docket, what have the airlines become? I think the airlines have become the Greyhound buses uh, from my youth. Yes, flying used to be an event. You used to get dressed up for it. Now you don't know what you need to dress for because you don't know if there's going to be a fight on the flight. You have people carrying everything but the kitchen sink on the planes, you know, to avoid paying the baggage fees. And don't get me wrong, airlines are just as, as fault overbooking, delayed flights, games in their pricing, saying here's a cheap ticket. You know, they should just say, this is what we need to sell the seat for to make money. And if not, we're not going to fly it. Bottom line. Okay. And I have flown Frontier Airlines a long time ago. Won't do it again. Worst airline in the world. I've flown on Singapore Airlines, probably one of the best airlines in the world. And you know what they didn't have on Singapore Airlines? A fight. <laughs> you know what they didn't have? People disobeying the flight crew. And I don't know why. Okay, now maybe I was in business class and it was like 
going to a five-star restaurant and a five-star hotel. It was amazing. It was like you've never seen anything like it. Maybe they kept the prices up to keep the riffraff out. But take a look at this video. A United Airlines flight attendant was sent to the hospital following an altercation with an angry, shouting passenger uh, on a flight to Chicago Sunday morning. The woman was even holding a small child that was shown screaming and being told to step back by a flight attendant uh, from a San Francisco International Airport to Chicago. I wonder if this woman's even embarrassed by her conduct. I would guess she's not. I don't know. It's just unbelievable to me. Look at the video. Yelling, screaming, assaulting a flight attendant. This woman should go to prison, okay? She should go to prison if she is convicted of it. FBI is investigating. We've talked about these cases in the past. The flight is a couple of hours and people cannot behave themselves. Are you kidding me? I don't care if she was drunk, whatever. It, I'm telling you, it's, it, what's the word I'm looking for? It's just unbelievable to me that people would behave this way in public. Nothing is shameful anymore and nobody cares how it is. In fact, frankly, the more outrageous, the more likely they're going to get, well, put on YouTube, I guess. And a bonus story today. Take a look at this guy, Brandon McNeese of Whitewell, Tennessee. He was arrested on the following charges of theft by bringing stolen property onto the state, receiving stolen property greater than $1,500, and coincidentally, possession of cocaine and possession of meth. Oh, I bet. You mean he has a, you mean he has a drug issue? And to support that drug issue, then he stole from other people? Oh, that's, that's right. That's the collateral consequences of drugs in society. I get it. Do whatever you want. But as soon as you start stealing from other people to support that habit, guess what? You're not just harming yourself. Anyway, Mr. McNeese allegedly walked into the Celestial Jewelers on November 4th with an intent to sell a 9.46 carat diamond ring. Nine carats. That's big. Okay, I can tell you the lovely Miss Kristen has three and it's huge. Nine? I couldn't imagine. How do they carry that on their finger? I just don't get it. While reviewing the certificate of authenticity, store employees saw inconsistencies with the name and addresses and immediately began doing a little bit of police work. The employees would uh, find the real owner's phone number, and it was determined that the ring was stolen from a woman in Chattanooga, Tennessee. The woman is apparently a 90-year-old lady that is obviously happy to get her ring back, but guess what? Somebody broke into her house to stole this family important heirloom. Well, according to the police, the uh, motorcycle that uh, Mr. McNeese rode up on, well, guess what? It was also stolen. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Ladies and gentlemen, it's like they used to say in the military. It's the 10% rule. You're going to spend 90% of your time on 10% of the knuckle huds getting them squared away. And that's kind of the way it is in society as well. You got that 10% that just can't follow the rules. And Mr. McNeese apparently is one of them, and he's being held in detention on a $110,000 bond. And then finally, our dumb criminal of the day. The money was calling me. That's right. After being arrested for stealing a wallet that a patron mistakenly left at a Waffle House on the counter, Juanita, K-W-A-N-I-T-A, Morton, reportedly confessed to the theft and gave police an explanation for her actions. The money was calling me. 
That's what Miss Morton stated. Now, the victim paid their Waffle House tab early Monday morning, but forgot their wallet on the counter. The wallet contained approximately $2,286 in cash. Miss Morton was seen on the video looking around, putting her hat on top of the wallet on the counter. She then slid the hat and the wallet into her hands with some discretion. Morton then quickly left the establishment while her husband and child were left inside to pay at the restaurant. Now, Miss Morton, who works at a nursing home, I hope she doesn't live there anymore. She's convicted of this. Lives about eight miles from the Waffle House. And um, and Miss Morton was arrested on felony grand theft charges and booked in the county jail. She's been released on a $2,000 bond. Now, surprisingly, Miss Morton's rap sheet includes four separate misdemeanor theft convictions. And yet she's working in a nursing home, taking care of people that maybe sometimes have dementia. Not sure if they left something out and maybe it disappeared huh yeah just another plug for her crimetalksearch.com go check it out all right thanks for watching hope you have a wonderful day i've got to hit the road but we'll see you tomorrow on crime talk